This time, it's Personal, a music review podcast about sharing songs and telling stories. I'm Jamie. And I'm Galen. Let's listen to some music. Well, hello, Galen. Hi. Hi. This is a, uh, a strange time around the world. Lots of people are hanging out at home uh, or other places that they're staying isolated in. And it's easy to run out of things to do. So we thought, how about listen to some songs you might have never heard of? And um, because of this um, self-isolation, self-shelter, quarantine business, uh, I'm talking to you, Galen, through a camera. Um, this is new for us. I missed giving you a hug and a high five, but this still feels good. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel okay, all things considered. Um, definitely, uh, it feels like maybe catering to the content content of this podcast, but music has definitely been a, a big part of what's been making things feel a little bit more okay during this weird, confusing, and scary kind of time. Um, and I, I've definitely been... Uh, I told you this uh, a little while earlier, but I, I've been in a lot of like meetings um, because I've been still able to work remote, which is um, super good and super, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But uh, I've been spending a lot of time on the phone with people and a lot of time in meetings. And so I've started just putting on music in my headphones during meetings at a low volume, which is great for me, not so great for other people because when there's a nice pregnant pause, I'm sitting there vibing and everyone <laughs> else is uh, waiting for me to say something <laughs> um so it's yeah that's great so, all things considered pretty good so you're having your meetings with like an instrumental hip-hop track playing behind what they're saying or whatever yeah <laughs> death grips or whatever you know whatever you want oh man that's great no it makes sense i've heard people have been on their video chats to six to eight hours a day for working remote and that sort of thing yep it's wild but i do agree music has been making me feel more comfortable on my own and also um a couple people i know have been sharing songs kind of like what you and i always do but people that don't usually do that have been reaching out like have you heard this hey let me know what you think about that um and i think it's really cool and it does make me feel less distant from everything else so i'm grateful yeah grateful for the tunes for sure should we jump right into them? We should. Yeah. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to start us off? We're good. We got extra songs for those people that are extra quarantined. Yeah. This is uh, this is going to be the the value pack on on songs, and I have no idea how the stuff we've picked because we don't tell each other what we've picked ahead of time. I have no idea how it's going to mesh together. Mine is all very much in a theme. Um, but yeah, if we're going to kick off, uh, let's kick off with, let's see if I can find it. We're using some interesting technology here to try to get the music synced up. Um, can you tell, first track, can you tell me what the theme is? Are you going to, that, do I get to guess? Or? I, th- I think, I think you'll get it as you hear it. It's mostly a, a sonic theme. Um, so yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll get it. So the first track, uh, is by a band called Shell Miko or Chell Miko. I'm not sure uh, how it's pronounced. They're a Japanese uh, group, uh, C-H-E-L-M-I-C-O. Um, and I heard about them uh, actually because of this anime that uh, has also been a good way of coping with this 
uh, quarantine called uh, Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken, which is super good anime about high school students who want to be animators. Um, it's really beautiful and also crazy. Um, and just, I don't know, there's all sorts of wild stuff that happens. Uh, I don't know. It's it's great. And it has a lot of heart. And it also has a lot of just like commitment to teaching you about animation. Um, but anyway, Shomiko did the theme song uh, for the anime and there's nothing like an anime theme song to get you like super hype to watch this anime and that's the case with their song uh easy breezy which is the the um theme track for the anime i'm not actually going to play that one um because if you've heard you've probably most people who know the anime uh have heard that song i wanted to actually go a little deeper into their stuff and go with a remix of one of their songs called love is over Yes. What a positive groove, man. Holy cow. I couldn't stop I couldn't stop smiling and also dancing that entire track. That was killer. Yeah, it's um that's sort of the theme of the music that I've been listening to a lot of uh, during this quarantine. I feel like I have this tendency to listen to this type of music anyway, just occasionally. Like it's it's, I like this type of poppy upbeat stuff, but uh, for whatever reason, I think just because there's this weird feeling of being trapped inside, but then it's beautiful outside, and like the only the easiest escape from like how weird everything feels is just to go outside to like put this on in my headphones and just like walk outside is such a like freeing, exciting, like fun experience. And so I don't know, it's just finding music like this. that's just super like relentlessly positive Yeah, has been a good way to like shake the funk that you could easily, uh, that I, I certainly gravitate towards when I'm just sitting inside trapped, especially when we're, when everyone else is feeling that way. For sure. No, I can see that. And I got to say thank you. I'm grateful that you shared it because I've been listening to some, not totally dark stuff, but like definitely not as happy uh, as this. And I can see what you mean. Like with, it has been gorgeous outside, but it, there's an eeriness to it. But this this breaks the barrier. This is awesome. Yeah. So happy. Um yeah, I danced the whole time listening to that. <laughs> it's like it was light and bouncy. It felt like I don't, I didn't know any of the lyrics are saying, but it felt like there was chapters to it more than just verses and choruses. It felt like sto- a story because there was these different sections throughout it, like super happy, shimmery at the first part, and then it got into sort of like a more of a hip hop feel, like almost rap cadence lyrics. Um, for a little bit and then they tweaked that even further with like a a high pass filter like the it 
it tweaked the vocals <laughs> and at the same time they stripped out all that sound they added all this crazy percussion that right. i that i couldn't help but just like I mean, you saw you saw me. I was shaking my <laughs> shaking my hands like I was holding like shakers or maracas or something. Uh, yeah, it's contagiously happy. <laughs> totally, it gives me sort of like a beachy vibe. I think there's uh, there's a mix of like xylophone and kettle drums in there, and like kind of these hand drums. But it's got a little bit of this like beachy, beachy summer vibe that I really I really like. Um, and I don't know. There's just a lot of there's a lot of that like playful bounce that just takes me to like, you know, palm tree covered beach yep. in the summer in the Caribbean or something. Um, and the, the, it's funny that you mentioned like sort of the change to the, um, like a more like the change to the rap section. That was actually one of the things that kind of hit me with this track because easy breezy, the, um, the as you can, uh, theme song, when you hear it in the show, you don't ever get to the rap part. There is a rap part, but you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. And so when I went and searched this artist, I had no idea that they were rappers. Oh. It's a, I think it's a duo. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, it was just like when I heard this song, it was just this surprise of like, Oh shit. Like there's a lot more to this than I was anticipating. Um, but a lot of their tracks have that where it's this like bright, upbeat kind of poppy thing and then it like transitions into rap yeah absolute bright and sunny i I wrote like coastline music or like driving down a coastline music um yeah with just ocean as far as you can see and a little bit of beach between you and that yeah so cool man yeah i also love uh there's that one section where they start to chant love is over or where it's like like I don't there's some line leading up to it that it's like love is over but it's such a weird thing to like be upbeat and excited and chant about um and I I have no context for what it actually means but it's just there's something sort of delightful and uh incongruous about everybody you know somebody going woo and like people all chanting together love is over yeah (laughs) killer song you want to jump into one of your tracks more tracks okay keep them coming rapid fire rapid fire okay so here we go this song is um by a a group called themselves uh and the song is called good people check and it came out in 2002 i'm just gonna let you listen to it that was wild that's that is so weird uh and like in a very cool cool way um (laughs) i i was like there's so many things that were kind of hitting me it reminds me of a bunch of different things Mm -hmm. but there are a bunch of different things that like don't quite that don't quite mesh together in my mind um 
but it it pulls it together in such a cool way like it starts off just the the book ending of like it starts off and i'm like this guy it's god it's just giving me a little bit of the like a the good bad and the ugly like just some <laughs> something like a little old west about it and i was like i can't i can't tell whether that's just like my poo brain making associations or whether that's like real but then the ending is like this weird like sort of lo-fi you know like poor uh you know i don't know high school theater <laughs> old west kind of thing with the horse hooves uh, like yeah the horse hooves and the like mm-hmm. like um so it, like it kind of came back and uh, it was interesting because it was sort of a subtle theme set up up front and then they at the end they bring it back um it was really it's really interesting um there's a, a bunch of stuff that i kind of resonated with the the huge fender roads in there um I, I'm a sucker for that, but I think I'm a sucker for that because of uh, Soul Coughing. Oh, yeah. And so it actually kind of reminded me of Soul Coughing a little bit, not in like the style of music, but just that like that real heavy, real bright Fender Rhodes just brings me back to Soul Coughing, which is, I think, where I really like grew attached to that type of sound. Right. I know what you mean. Um, and then uh, on top of that, just the whole the way everything's layered and the production is so unusual just like the buried vocal and like the really forward instrumentation but then like sometimes it switches and sometimes there's multiple layers of vocal happening it's just sort of like a it feels very um i don't know it feels very like a garage band just friends making stuff together like there's an earnestness to it mm-hmm because it's kind of the antithesis of how like most kind of pop music is made. And so it's really, I don't know. It feels very like personal and very small in a way that I really like. Yeah. That's, that's amazing that you're getting that response because you're exactly right. It's like it, the, the group's called themselves and there's like the lead singer's name is dose one. And as far as I know, he's really the only one that's like in all of it, all of the tracks and, and tours with them because uh, themselves is a group of people that the size of the band changes on the songs and the and their tours and there's different groups and instrumentation and so like they record a, like roads and drums and strings and flutes and percussion and so much of that is real instruments not programmed um, right and they record it and like shoestring budget but also on tour they tour with that sort of group like cellos the whole thing so they'll have a stage full of people ready to play all these things and then the lead singer has um some devices so he can do some looping and delays and like sampling himself because you you heard it in there you mentioned the layers the he steps on top of his own vocals all the time in that song like it's you know records it and then goes back and jumps in over the top of the ending of one word with the beginning of the next and that's totally their like a fingerprint of their sound his vocal is really interesting it so initially i was reminded quite a bit of alt j Mm -hmm. that sort of like nasally kind of high like and also just like vaguely artificial sounding not artificial in like the way it's he's singing but just sort of like it's not how people's voice sounds they're sort of like right a little up up in there up very in the in the nose right um but then it kind of 
the more I listened to it, the more it kind of reminded me of Hamilton. Hmm. Um, Cause it's a little bit how uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda sounds like the way that he sings and raps or he's, he's got a little bit of that nasality. Uh-huh. But anyway, it was just interesting. Cause it's like, it's a very distinct sound and there's very few touch points for it. Um, but yeah, just, it, it struck me with those. Yeah. It's he, his range is crazy. And, I think one of the things that drew me to this band is when I first heard them, I was probably 20 years old and I'd never heard anything like this that was so not afraid to just do what they wanted. It wasn't, it didn't fit anything. This wasn't like a normal hip hop song where it's like my friends that were into hip hop at the time were like, what is this dude? I don't know. And like, there's only a few select friends I had at the time that were like, this is awesome. Everyone else was like, I can't listen to this because it just didn't fit into any box. And I think that that's what made it so cool. And um, if you ever get a chance to see him, it's amazing because not only is the the band great, but the lead singer with the crazy vocal range is super theatrical. Like he'll wear suits and like bring out a white skull on stage and sing the entire show like he's Shakespeare or something mm-hmm. to like intimately to like this skull or something. It's always <laughs> It's always something weird and different. It, but that's awesome um yeah it, i loved uh near the end it got into that i always go to the avalanches but i'm sure there's other i mean there's a few other bands that i can think of or groups that i can think of that kind of go for this like old school sample you know dj vibe but i always think of the avalanches just because of you know they're so forward on that stuff but i love every time a song goes there yeah i just love I, I'm a real sucker because I love old movies, but also just because I love that style of music. I, I'm such a sucker for like, you know, somebody scratching an old sample from a movie from the 40s mm-hmm. just hits me in this like s- specific place. I wrote, I was thinking of, you know, what one of my favorite things is thinking about where I would listen to a song. And I th- Oh, yeah. Instead of like the last song was like on a beach or driving down the coastline. This right. one, I, <laughs> I think I'd like to listen to it in a dark and smoky room. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> maybe it's because I haven't seen any live music in forever, which has only been like a few weeks, but it seems like forever. I'd like to be in a dark, smoky room with sticky floors listening to this, fully blasting with too much volume you know out from the pa right now yeah i could i this this has got some like good dive bar some good dive bar energy Mm -hmm. that bass is so thick yeah (laughs) (laughs) just blown out exactly oh yeah that's great yep there you go sweet all right let's let's bring it back to bubblegum pop town okay uh, with, uh, well, actually this is not so much bubblegum pop. This is, um, an artist called Momu. Uh, they are very much in the contingent of the millions and billions of people making like lo-fi hip hop to study and relax to. Um, and I think it's, we've talked about this before, but I love that stuff as, and I like genuinely, I, I find it very relaxing to listen to and it's a great stuff but it is a lot of the same loop over and over with the same beat with a few you know samples and change-ups but it takes the rare artist to really like do something interesting with it and momu is this example of really like using a style that is familiar to a lot of people now 
but going with something that's like very dynamic and interesting and layered and weird. Um, and so I don't know. I Momu, I don't know where I discovered them, but this is a song. Uh, it's a single that they put out in 2018 called Arms Length. All right, here we go. Momu. Yes, that's uh, that's a head bobber if there ever was one. Uh, much, much, much more interesting than your average um, lo-fi track. At least the ones that I hear on the streaming sort of like pre-made playlists. I dig that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting mix because I feel like it's um it's got all of the core elements. And it very much stays in that lane. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that I find really interesting about Momu's music is they're using a lot of these components from all sorts of places. Like all, there's a lot of elements of like trap music, and there's a lot of elements of like very electronic music and very you know like intense. They they're they're pulling elements from music that's not tr- tr- traditionally so kind of like chill and lo-fi and they've managed to take that and package it all up into this like very lo-fi everything stays very soft and very together and very kind of like using the same veneer that that a lo-fi hip-hop track uses. You know, it's got the birds and the forest in the background. It's got all of the little, you know, subtle elements but it still manages to be really dynamic and interesting and have all these layers and have things come in and out and use elements that feel like they should be loud, but really are kind of very balanced with everything. Um, and it's a hard thing to do when you're, when there's so many pieces going on. No, definitely. And they, it's almost like they included instructions within the song structure on how to listen to it. That's how it felt like. It's like, okay. Interesting. It felt like, okay, there was like birds relaxing me. And then there's this voice that's like, you're so far away. And whenever I hear something whispered or subtle, I, I perk up, I listen closer. Like I, I listen in, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little more chill. Like I'm going to listen to this sort of soft thing, this whisper. And then right after they pulled me up like that, then there's, I forget the line, but the voice changed from like, you're so far away to like, you're right here or whatever. It's like, you're mm-hmm. you're right in front of me. I forget what they said, but it was like full clarity non-whisper and I'm like boom so it pulled me in and then I was there and I was ready for the rest of the track um so I love when anything pulls you in but these guys actually kind of were like hey you're so far away come listen closer turn it up uh, <laughs> uh relax with us it was cool uh there was lots of interesting things like you said they very much played by the rules um I, I like real things like snaps and claps and 
natural things that aren't too processed, you know, analog things like that, Foley elements, you know, natural sound design stuff. But there was a fair amount of that. And then there was also some cool, uh, cool processing things. Like there was a vocal that was like, I wrote, Baba, Bida, Baba, Bida, Bida, or something. (laughs) And they just took like these couple of words that I don't know. They just might have made them up. And then they pitched them. So they're like, Bado, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, they they sounded cooler than me. But I really liked that. Um, I really liked that part. And I also liked their sparse use of sounds. Like the, you know, there's sections where they repeated things a few times. But in particular, there's this one timpani. Like I heard it once, maybe twice, where it was just like, dong. I was like, okay, they just mm-hmm. throwing one in for good measure. Is that like the um, the cherry on top of the ice cream or the <laughs> single uh, pickle spear that you get with a sandwich sometimes? <laughs> I guess. Um, and then there's like a crinkling of a garbage bag or a bag of chips at one point. It's like, it's like, okay, what's that? I liked it. It was just, it was weird and more textured than the average. Um, lo-fi track and the one other thing that stood out that was like why is this so familiar to me it was it was zelda the video game mm. it, there's like a synth that's like uh, kind of heart sound like multiple strings of like a harp oh yeah the, it's, it's like, like probably the fairy fountain they're like yeah yeah i think similar to that it just made me as soon as i got i'm like zelda that's what right. it reminds me of. Um, but yeah, kick-ass, kick-ass track to add to the uh, the lo-fi listening. I love that. Genre. Totally. Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing about Momu, um, just as an artist, they have a, this incredible consistency with their music. Um, and it actually largely comes from them using the same samples and layers huh. in a lot of their tracks. And so you actually hear a lot of this kind of repeated theming throughout their, specifically the album that this comes from. Um, There's just a lot of this sort of continual theming and using of these same samples in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, this sounds like the same track, but it's kind of different. And so there is this hypnotic kind of dreamlike element where you could listen to the entire album and be like, did I, have I just been listening to one long song or is it like, it just all kind of flows together in this really pleasant way. That's radical. I love, I love seamless records like that. Uh, you mentioned the avalanches a little bit earlier tonight and uh, they're masters of it to the point that they're almost what I would call. And I was talking to my friend about it, but like they're pretty much an album band. Like it's best digested cover to cover than little bits at a time. I mean, you could say that about Pink Floyd too, but you know, I think the, and modern stuff, I'd be interested to hear what this was like all the way through. Cause you can't listening to the tracks one at a time. Doesn't show the majesty of how it's all tied together. No, totally. Where would you listen to this or when? Um, it's interesting. I feel like this one I listen to a lot kind of in the like at dusk evening. I feel like this is a I put this on a lot when I'm like cooking dinner. Like oh. there's something there's something very um satisfying about like 
this artist mixed with like a glass of wine and cooking some dinner that just for me clicks oh wow yeah that's great i'm gonna have to give that a try (laughs) (laughs) i wrote down like i would definitely listen to this when i'm waking up in the morning mornings interesting mornings are hard for me like when i open my eyes like reality rushes in like so too much input too soon uh can throw me off my throw me off my startup procedure in the morning but this sort of thing uh with no real vocals and a steady beat um with enough interesting things to, to perk me up is perfect it's like that's great for me sweet sweet track all right you what re- you got for me you ready for more i'm modulating my I'm not changing the songs that I brought. I'm just modulating the order in which I play them to not completely derail the <laughs> smile on both of our well, faces. <laughs> the the theme is going to keep going because my last track is also very much in this style. Okay. Um, not quite as lo-fi, but... Well, all the songs I've been playing, I, I've been listening to during this quarantine, and I guess they're not totally dark, but they, they do remind me of like lonely feelings or being by myself, not necessarily sad and lonely, but being alone. And like, it's okay to be alone, and we've all been alone in our lives, but like, this is like a forced loneliness that's come down, right. come down um, on everybody. It's sort of bringing the entire world together where everybody's kind of feeling lonely all at the same time, which is kind of beautiful in its own way, um, despite all the, you know, the sickness and death stuff. But like the the feeling something at all at the same time is special to me. Anyways, this is a track uh, from 2000. The artist is named Soul, and that's S-O-L-E. There's a couple of souls out there, but this is S-O-L-E. And the track is called Bottle of Humans. That's great. Um, it's a real classic combo that I always fall for of just like a good break and a good sample. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that it's it works every time, especially with that good kind of like, I don't know, the good old school breaks always get me. Um, and it's, it's cool too because it starts off I guess in true fashion for kind of the length of the song, the intro is longer than I was anticipating. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of tricked me and had this uh, almost like smoky jazz bar, but like a cartoon version of a smoky jazz bar. For sure. Like it was just like leaning very heavily into that vibe. And I was like, is this just going to be like cool, like weird smoky jazz? Uh Uh-huh. But it, it pulls that away and immediately goes into just this like real, I don't know, like it it, it gave me almost a little bit of um, Jay-Z vibes. Like it's just this very kind of classic, like a break, a sample and like 
bars. Yeah. Straight up, man. Yeah, it's basic, right? But the thing about this song, every time I heard it since the first time, um, I'm just it made me feel comfortable. And I think it's like, usually I wouldn't think of a seven-minute track. Uh, well, it's not necessarily that catchy. I like shorter songs. I like things that are sometimes more interesting and taking more chances and going in different directions, kind of like everything we've listened to tonight um, before this. But this is just the basic elements, and there's something so cozy and safe to knowing that it's just going to keep going with that old-school snare from 99, 2000, maybe 98, you know, mm-hmm. when you're getting that kind of stripped-back, outcasty Jay-Z, like, like, just a basic thing, and you get used to it, and it's sharp, the production on it's kind of sharp, but you, I don't know. It just makes me feel safe and cozy. It's like, this isn't going to be over really soon. I've got time before I got to do something like pick another song or, or do anything else. There's something so safe feeling about it. Um, right. And in there, I mean, that that um, that samples from uh, Morgana or Morgana King, that track's called uh, A Song For You. And within that, it's got that, Dun, 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 like the pizzicato string things. And right. um, the first time I heard this, I was like, what is that? I thought it was, um, the, it reminds me of the old James Bond, like, dun, dun, dun. those little notes uh, seem so cinematic in the sample. Plus, I, I love samples like that where they actually play a whole lot of it. Um, right. But that, that sucked me in. It's totally untraditional rap style. Sometimes it's totally on beat. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes maybe it is, but in such a mathematical way that I don't fully understand it. Right. Um, um, And it's one of those songs you can listen to a million times and never hear all the words. And I love that feeling for going on walks because you can listen to a song like this and be up, up in your head looking at stuff, whatever. And then occasionally you'll hear a line like... You know, there's a line in there. He's like, "This is a good and a bad song," right? And it's like, "What? What is that?" <laughs> you know, and like those little things stick out. And there's tons of gems like that in this whole track. Um, like maybe this is an instrumental. He's like struggling with what? It, what am I even doing? Like maybe this is an instrumental track, and I can't shut up. You know, he, <laughs> he said that in there. Right. And it's like stuff like that is so, um, so cool and. Another thing about the uh, soul in general and this track is like this empowering DIY spirit where it's like he's not all claimy and like lyrically not saying he's awesome. It's like he seems unsure and real and human and like a real person who's kind of afraid and doesn't know if his art's good or not. <laughs> like right, like totally. most of us. Um, and that is encouraging to me. On any day, but especially in times where I don't have an opportunity to get direct feedback from people around me, like as an extrovert, like I'm like, hey, check out this. Look what I made today. And then a person next to me is like, that's really cool. And then I'm like, all right, good job, me. I did good today. (laughs) But without that, I need to provide it for my own in a more DIY way and music like this comes to mind. And it's why I've been listening to it is because like it empowers me to know that it's okay to not get validation from somebody standing in front of me for everything I do creatively and otherwise, <laughs> you know, uh, totally. So there's something about that. And I think that it's not just the lyrics, but the production too. like the vocals are like, you know, it's a cool mix, but it definitely seems, 
not super big studio, high crispy polished mix, you know. Right. So that's what I have to say of it. I mean, the end is cool too when it just goes back to just yeah that that fake out. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to This Time It's Personal. Right now we're on an intermission because Galen had to go pee. My name's Jamie Hunsdale, and I'll be with you during this intermission. Please take this opportunity to use the facilities, perhaps refill your refreshments, say hi to a loved one, check your phone, text a friend, post a selfie, post a positive Yelp review, scratch your back, Scratch the person sitting in front of you's back. Perhaps you've been wearing a hat this whole entire time and you'd like to take off your hat. Brush your hair. Braid your hair. Please, no brushing of teeth during this intermission. As during these times of quarantine, that could spread many germs. Save the teeth brushing for home. Some helpful tips during quarantine for washing your hands is use soap and hot water. Do it for a while and do it all the time. Also, please try to refrain from giving people high fives. Although they are radically awesome, it's just not a good idea. High fives are a great way to spread many germs. Those germs can really get in the way, and you don't want to end up in the hospital. So, as I was saying, during this intermission, go ahead and wave to the person sitting next to you. Don't give them a high five. You don't want to do that. Because high fives are just not good in this time of quarantine. Love it. I'm back. All right. I'm back, baby. You got I have it. two gigs of free cash space. Everything's Ooh, great. Cash. Alright. For my final act. Ooh, closing statements. I'm going to bring in none other than the man, the myth, the legend. Snail's house. <laughs> uh so my last artist is an artist named snail's house um i have no clue how i found them uh and if you search for snail's house you're gonna get a lot of just poorly drawn <laughs> anime girls um so i'm just warning you now but uh snail's house i don't know f- just falls into this category for me of like lo-fi adjacent um it's a hop skip and a jump from lo-fi except that it's very not lo-fi um but i feel like you get there from lo-fi uh i don't have a great way of describing it other than maybe like future funk but like who's to say what genres are (laughs) uh in this age of the internet with poorly drawn anime girls um but uh, this song is, I think, the first song I heard uh, from Snail's House, and it's just a real bop. Uh, it's off of their uh, 2016 album called Ordinary Songs 2, um, and the song is called Hot Milk.
Yes. Man, everything you've been playing tonight has been genuinely cheering me up. Like, I think this is <laughs> That's wor- awesome. This is working. <laughs> At least for I me. Mean, this, is, this is why I've been listening to this kind of stuff. Because it's like it's hard not to just be in a great mood when you listen to stuff like this. No, it's so good. Um, so happy. No, it's honestly it's cheering me up. Uh, just the general feeling that's coming across from that track is downright jolly. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a lot going on. Um, obviously, I'm a sucker for the the mouth pops, the little like and like stuff like that. Yeah, uh, those sounds are great. Um, and the cheering of children doesn't hurt. Put a smile yeah. smile on the whole thing. Um, I could see what you mean, like adjacent with the lo-fi thing, but it's definitely more interesting and there's a lot more surprises in it than I find in like a lot of lo-fi stuff. Um, so I think that sets it apart. There's subtle surprises. It's not like I'm getting clubbed over the head by it, but it's definitely, um, nice surprise. I'm like, Oh, this went a different way. Oh, that's cool. Also, it's like a mixed media or a mixed use of, um, old instruments and new instruments like kind of casio-esque keyboards like and then the wah 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 like Mm full-on shimmery nice sounding um uh, synthesizers and stuff but then when those right that beats just like boom boom and every time the huge bass hits it's like there's side chain compression on it and so when the hits my ears feel like they're getting pulled and pushed inside in and out in my headphones which is awesome like and you, you usually hear that on like harder bigger faster hitting like electronic music but this did it in like a slow paced way so my head was like going in and out in a in a cool way it felt good right for those of you who don't know side chain compression is where when something gets super loud, other stuff gets quiet to accommodate for it getting super loud. Correct. Yes. Thank you for the, that's, yep. that, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. It, one of the things that strikes me about uh, Snail's House, their music and um, this song especially is there's this real contrast between like really hard hitting kind of sounds and instruments that you would hear in pretty aggressive, like big hip hop songs contrasted with these like very sparkly, small kind of Casio style. Like you said, like keyboards and little plinks and plonks and claps. And it's like, it's easy for it to be, it's like on both ends of the spectrum and still somehow working in the middle where it's this bright cheery thing with this like very aggressive 808 like punchy big bass mm-hmm. um and i i don't know i really i love that combo um and one of the things that i like i mean there's a contrast between the sort of like high production stuff of the very glossy synths with the casio stuff but i think the the one that really stands out to me is their just main synth line the sort of like very it's just very round very basic you know lead synth line to me always sounds like one of those like cartoon disney birds that's sort of like you know snow white is whistling to or whatever (laughs) um because it's just got this very expressive they've, they've taken a very basic sound a very kind of like simple sound and made it very expressive by all these pitch bends and the 
you know the melodies and the the way it's layered with everything everything else it feels almost like vocals mm-hmm. which is really i don't know i i love that level of expressiveness no i agree there's lots of interesting stuff in there i felt like it was like a combination of like, okay, somebody had studio time booked at a multi-million dollar facility and they had a couple instruments, but they stopped at a garage sale on the way and like happened to score some cool toys from like the 80s and the 90s. Right. And they brought them in to the studio with them. It's so, yeah. It was really There good. is something kind of nostalgic about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard for me to pick out what exactly. I know one thing that just as somebody who writes chiptune music and has like made music on game boys it has an element of that in it for sure just in the constraint of the way that it's written like there's there's a lot of layering but there's not a lot of like direct interplay between the instruments like it's very like this instrument is doing its thing and this instrument is doing its thing and the way that they sit on top of each other has a lot of kind of like layering but um they're kind of discrete from each other. Like there's a clear like lead synth and like pad and, you know, bass and secondary synth. And they're all kind of doing their own pieces, which is very, I don't know. It feels like it's kind of built out of the constraints of writing music on like old, old, old technology, mm-hmm. um, which some of their songs are more chiptune esque, um, which makes is what makes me think they might have some roots in, you know, using Game Boys and and Super Nintendos to write music. I liked it. Where would you listen to this? Or where do you like to listen to it? Um, as bad as it is to be listening to music uh, while I'm riding my bike, mm-hmm. this is a good one to just like get me excited while I'm riding my bike or while I'm working out or like doing something active. Uh-huh. This is a good one to just like get me excited to go do stuff. This is also one that's been in my headphones while I've been in meetings, which is a fun... <laughs> A fun thing to have in the background. Yeah. Um, I I recently rediscovered uh, Snail's House, and I hadn't really thought about their music in a while. And this this was kind of actually what led me down this rabbit hole with this kind of style of music with uh, Shell Miko and, um, and Momu. And there's a couple of other artists that I've been listening to that are in this vibe as well. But just picking kind of the three that have been in my headphones a lot lately. Um, but snail's house kind of kicked that off. Um, also I just love the ending to this song where it just sort of falls apart a little bit. And then it's all of, it's like four or five samples that are just never used anywhere else in the song. (laughs) But my favorite is the like really out of time, very weak clap. Yeah. It's like, you know, the kid going, yay. And then, you know, there's like the, um, there's like a little flute sample. Yeah, it makes me laugh every time because it take it's it's such a great surprise and it catches me off guard every time I listen to the song. That's awesome. I love it when things are like that in songs, little surprises. Even though you know it's coming, it still gets you right. Yeah, that's cool. I put down that I'd love to listen to this. Um, I've never heard any of these songs till tonight, but as per usual, it won't be the last I've listened to them. 
Um, but <laughs> I thought of where would I listen to this? And I thought maybe I'd like to listen to this when I'm getting dressed, you know, like after a shower in the evening time before heading out, like, you know, to go do stuff for the night, just sort of mm. like crank it up, uh, in the living room while I'm, you know, pampering myself. Or then I started thinking of where I would really like to listen to this. And it would be if I was driving a car in a really long tunnel. Like, if there's one, mm. one in your city, like, I don't know if you've been through the new 99 tunnel here, but, like, that length or longer. And I don't like tunnels. I don't like being underground. But when I am, I like to listen to songs like this. Like, they <laughs> they get me through the pseudo-claustrophobic vibe and make it feel like a game or an adventure. But I... Uh, next time I go through the 99 tunnel here in Seattle, I'm going to turn this on for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. What's the closer? Sweet track. Okay. Um, my closing song is going to be a track called Won't You Come On Home. And it's by Joan Armatrading, I think is how you pronounce her, her name. Um, I had a friend who stayed with me this year who works on like merchant marine work on those big shipping container boats and goes all around the world and he's, he'll work like four months at sea and then have four months off and he's on dry land. But you know, it's a weird life to live because you can't really be anywhere if you're gone four months at a time. Anyways, he's been traveling all over and he ended up stuck in, he went to Brazil to visit a friend and uh, actually went to Brazil to visit a, someone he was interested in romantically and it didn't work out. And that all happened right in the middle of this quarantine. And mm. and so he was in Brazil, and then they locked it down, and he couldn't fly out. So he stuck there and had to figure out what to do. So he found, like, a beach hut that was cheap enough for his budget to stay for an undetermined amount of time. So he's sitting in this, like, small B&B on the beach <clears throat> that does have Wi-Fi or Internet close so he can get online. And he sent me this... Um, he just sent me this song and said, hey, I'm stuck here for who knows how long, but check out this song. And so I'm passing that along because I've listened to it about a thousand times in the last two weeks. I think it is a cool closing song for this. Also a cool song to just listen to for anybody that is alone or quarantined or this just general vibe. It puts a smiley feeling to the whole thing. Anyways, this is Won't You Come On Home by uh, Joan Armatrading. Every light is on, but all the rooms are empty except one. Oh, baby, don't stay too late. You know I hate to be alone, and I'm alone. Baby, won't you come on home? There's a map standing on the corner And he keeps on looking at my window Oh, babe, won't you come on home? Home That was genuinely, like, affecting. Right? Yeah. A bit of a That's... vibe changer. No, it's good though. Like it's really, I don't know. I was really struck by that. It's just very like captivating, and um, there's something very kind of personal and like small about it that I really love. Like you're just very like 
close. I don't know. I don't have a ton. I, I was struggling to write stuff down because I was just sort of sucked into it. That's great. I mean, that's that's why it hit me. Um, and I've been listening to it so much. I can't put my finger on it. It's like, I just love it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it slips past all my defenses and gets straight to the point, I guess. Just guitar and kalimba, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, it's so stripped back. Uh, but it's so potent. That came out in '77, I think. Uh, also, like so, it's been a, it's been around. I've never I've never heard of her or of that song though. Uh, yeah, um, it's amazing. And like, yeah, obviously the lyrics are super potent because of her current situation. But one that hits me like a truck every time. It's just like, ugh, like an arrow through the heart. Is when it's like, I couldn't live alone. It's just been confirmed. It's like Ooh. coming from somebody who's been spending a lot of time by themselves and they're like, nope, <laughs> this does not work for me. Like they need to be not necessarily even in love, just around somebody, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like all I wrote down to talk about was that line and just listen. You just got to listen to it and, you know, have it define your own feelings in the story like it just did to you. I could tell, you know. Yeah. It did. Yeah. That's amazing. It's it, it is there's certain artists that that really I don't know, hit me in that way. Um I feel like uh it's not this is almost more like um the the oh hellos kind of do, do that to me a little bit, but in a more big theatrical way, mm-hmm. and I love how small this is, like just how simple it is, I guess. Um it just like I don't know. It's it's the the raw, the pure stuff. Totally, yeah. It's like it's like a boiled down essence. There's just you don't need anything else. Like I I don't I don't want for anything else on that song. I don't want it any different. <laughs> no drums. No nothing else. Just the way it is. And that's yeah. That's good songwriting. You know. Um, the, this is the type of this is a very specific thing, but this is the type of music I want to own on vinyl Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is actually very like i don't consider myself a vinyl person or like a record person necessarily like i have records and i have a record player but like i'm not somebody who is very um i don't have a huge collection of vinyl and like a lot of the stuff i have is you know cheap shit i bought from dollar bins to sample and whatever but there's something about this type of music that I love owning on vinyl because of the ritual of getting out the record and dusting it off, pulling it out of the sleeve, you know, setting it on the record player. Like there's just so much, there's a lot of like care and preparation in listening to the music that like reflects the feeling you get from the music. And there's something really powerful to me about like, you know, I love old soul records and stuff for that reason. Cause there's just this, this level of like, you're, res- you're putting in a level of respect for the music that it's giving you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's a, uh, it's respect. And it, it comes across when you're 
listening to a vinyl like you're listening with a different intention it's not going to stream forever it's not you don't got 300 hours in your playlists or whatever it's not going to suggest what you should listen to next you it's just that you know and so you're more dedicated to the way we ever listen to music because you're doing it on purpose in a different kind of a way yeah right on that's great all, I love it. All you quarantiners out there, hope some of these uh, check out these songs uh, and share songs with your friends and ask them to share with you. There's so many cool ways to share playlists, and uh, I it's so easy. I highly recommend it, and it's just fun to uh, to hear what your friends come up with, and it, it makes you feel a whole lot less isolated for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now is a good a time as any to start making mixtapes. Yeah, that's right. I actually hooked up a, we tested and hooked up a, a cassette deck here, uh, and so far two mixtapes have been made um, by my one of my best friends. But uh, yeah, it's so much fun, and it's okay. Disinfect the cassette, put it in an envelope, mail it, you know, send it out. Yeah. Uh, mixtape pen pals. There you go. That's it. Thanks for listening to this time. It's personal. Our intro and outro music was made by Diogenes and myself. Links to all the tracks used in the episode will be in the show notes. Be excellent to each other. Goodbye. 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 This is the bit that goes after the credits for our, the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, we're back to just hanging out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.